What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about something that's really fascinating. It seems to be widespread in UFO encounters and UFO alien abductions. So one of the things that came across uh, some of the Gaia episodes that I've been watching was Richard Doty talked about um, and Emory Smith has talked about um, how the crash site retrieval teams have reported back, or you know, some of the some of the abductees have reported back that the outside of the aircraft does not match the size of the of the inside of the aircraft. Meaning that if an aircraft on the outside is only like nine feet wide by like five feet tall or ten feet tall or something like that. When they go inside the aircraft, it seems like it's 100 feet wide by 100 feet tall. And we're trying to figure out what the reason is behind that, what some of the science says could potentially uh, define that as, and and whether or not there's any um, validity to it. And is there any, any results uh, from this in pop culture? So just to hit off pop culture, one only has to think about an episode of Doctor Who to think about this. If you've ever seen Doctor Who, Doctor Who has this amazing time machine called the TARDIS, and he travels around time and space through it. And from the outside, the TARDIS is nothing more than a a telephone box from the good old days when we used to have to put quarters in and have a corded phone that we would push push the numbers in and make phone calls on for some of the youngins that might listen to this podcast. And it's a nice blue box, right? Typically, they're blue boxes, the TARDIS, right? Uh, at least they used to be and um, in England, right? Some of them were red, but uh, the Doctor Who box is blue. And he gets inside, and he has a humongous room, multiple rooms, humongous area to work in, and control a humongous device that allows him to travel through time. This device that, that's in the new newer series is like... 15 feet around just by itself and then it has like you know it goes up and it has all these rooms and he has a huge screen uh, and just all kinds of devices inside of 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 the TARDIS right Um, so I always found that fascinating and I mean Doctor Who's been around for 50 years so I mean they kind of came out with this back in the 60s and 70s you know and 
I love it because that's around the time, right? We had the crash at Roswell and Corona back in 47. And some people were reporting that that crash had craft that allowed the exact same time, uh, space dilation to happen inside their craft. They would look in and it was much larger than, uh, than they expected. So isn't it interesting that all this, all this sci-fi stuff that seems to defy logic in these shows, in Star Wars, Doctor Who, Star Trek, beaming technology, all seems to come from stories about UFOs and alien encounters, doesn't it? It's just perpetuated and put into these television shows. And isn't it interesting that a lot of the science also gets dispersed through our corporations, right, from the government? So the information is being put out there and being able to be seen and, and reviewed and talked about. And some conspiracy theorists even believe that these alien species or the government is required to show us this stuff before they put it out there or before it happens for some, some cosmic law that they have to abide by. And I think it's really fascinating. But again... You know, uh, Doty, going back to Richard Doty, the Air Force Office of Special Investigations uh, Counterintelligence Officer, he stated that there was a scientist at Los Alamos that, had to, that wrote a 100-page document about this space dilation that they were finding in these craft. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind that the craft that we have, the downed aircraft, from alien species. It's not just one species. It's multiple species. And Doty talked about how different technologies are used for the propulsion units for these different crafts from different species. That the time dilation, the space dilation uh, technologies are different. So they would have different teams working on different craft because you're not going to have somebody work on one craft and, and uh, you know, A plus B equals C over there, and you come over to the other craft, and Z plus Y equals 50,000, it doesn't make sense, right? Like, the technology was created by a species on another planet, possibly another galaxy. So the physics involved may be, you know, totally different. And that's one thing related to this story that has come up in Alien Encounters from Abductees. They stated that their the in abductee uh, experiences, they've been told by different alien species that their home planet has different physics, completely different physics than the physics that are here on planet Earth, even though it's still in the third dimension, right? We're all it, it would seem as though we're all bound by the same physics, but they state that their physics is completely different. And when we sent folks to Project Serpo, to to the alien planet, they stated that the physics there were different when they came back, that their, their physics were not like these Newtonian physics that we have, where it's an apple falls off the tree, that sometimes the physics that were involved with the technology or the physics on the planet just interacted differently. Whether that's due to, you know, a planet being closer to the sun or being closer to the gravitational pull of other planets. Who really knows, right? But that seems to be the case. So with that in mind, now we're dealing with a whole new set of physics. Now we might be able to understand why uh, 
when we enter these different craft that the physics involved are completely different. Maybe the craft material that they use allows for this space dilation to occur. So when you go inside, it is it actually physically is much larger than what appears outside. Um, you know, we only have to look at like, you know, the past, you know, 100 years here on the planet, you know, or 120 years. We went from having horse and buggy to to uh, car and trucks and gas and going to the moon. Imagine taking a car back to the 1850s, right? Or to the 1750s. You would be from the future. It would they you they would not understand it. They would not understand it at all. You you'd be like, yeah, you have to put gas in here, and then you can hit the gas here, and then it makes the car move, and it it, it works through you know uh, distributor and then uh, fuel injection. You know, even bypassing the carburetor technology. You know, and they would be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> You're an alien. We don't believe you. This is heresy, and you probably get burned at the stake, right? So, again, we don't have to know how it works just to know that it does work because we can see it with our own eyes. It doesn't make sense in our brain, but that doesn't mean it doesn't physically exist. And so that's really the truly fascinating point. Now, how could this possibly work? Well, optic fiber is really interesting. Apparently, we've actually taken optic fiber from the aliens and learned, learned about it and worked with it. According to Doty, actually, we had some ideas about working with fiber and shooting light through it before we got some of the craft that use optic fiber. And we had thrown away the technology because we just couldn't get it to work. Once we got their technology, we were able to incorporate it into our own and make it work. So it's pretty, pretty fascinating, pretty interesting. Um, so that's what I like about, about this is that, um, we have the capability to look back at some of our old technology and say, okay, hey, we didn't work it so well here, but it does work now that we have this alien tech. So we're going to use this and make it make it happen. Um, so that's pretty fascinating to me. Um, I like how we uh, were able to make it work. And so when you look at optic fiber, okay, a lot of people don't know how optic fiber works, but basically there's a, there's a refraction uh, of the light that happens that bounces itself back onto itself to speed the process along and to continue the uh the continuity throughout the entire cable so when you put a, a pencil in a glass of water it looks like the pencil is separated it might be closer to you than the pencil that's outside of the water that's that's light refraction causing that problem right or the not the problem but the the optic illusion um so they they utilize that to be able to force more power through this uh, through the optic fiber, and to make it more uh, continuing. Now, now imagine, you know, if they can warp, if we can warp just a pencil and a glass of water to make something look different than what it physically is. Imagine what they can do with five thousand years of advancement, right? take that technology, take that idea and extrapolate it thousands upon thousands of years. Now you might be able to fly in a craft that might look small, that might give you the, the benefits of technology of, of like, you know, our B-2 bomber, right? Having a smaller craft that can bounce radar off of it and leave a, a small signature, but have a humongous craft on the inside with the capability to have storage and labs and 
uh, engineering and all that inside of it would be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? Right? You leave a small signature on the outside, but you have a humongous working space on the inside. That's what I think they're going for there. Right? Why have a huge craft when you don't need it on the outside? You open it up on the inside and it's big. Right? Imagine folding a piece of paper onto itself right, eight times. So I think that's the max you can do with any piece of paper is folding it over eight times. But then you open up that piece of paper into being a large square or, you know, a large kind of like a room, room type square. Well, now you have much more room, right? So maybe, you know, there's some, there's ways that even we can think of that can increase size once it's folded on top of each other. And I think that's what they're doing. They're folding the kind of like space and time onto itself, even within the craft, as much as they do traveling with the craft. So it's pretty fascinating stuff. Um, I wanted to share that with you. I'm sure there's folks that have way more scientific capability and, and understanding than I do. But that's one of the things that Doty talked about. He didn't fully understand it because he wasn't a scientist. He was just a special investigations officer. But he did say that this is one of the technologies that they were working on to increase our capability to, to have larger space as we travel throughout the stars. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you're a Doctor Who fan, good on you. Uh, you know, maybe there's some more information we could talk about in the future about Doctor Who Stardust and kind of some of the some of the uh, technology that they say they use in that show. But I wanted to bring another podcast because I wanted to catch up on you guys and, and, and not leave you guys hanging. So I'll be back. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you guys are taking care of your physical health, spiritual health, emotional health. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. And Lockdown Universe out.